This is a HeadGum Podcast. Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, is a podcast where comedian Michael Ornelas is traveling the country, eating at all chain restaurants in search of the perfectly average 5.0 out of 10 dining experience. The objective middle threshold of where bad becomes good. Friend of the Doughboys, Marissa Pinson and John Glover were the most recent guests as they reviewed Costco's Food Court. It's a two-part episode that covers everything from discontinued menu items to how many Costco hot dogs they could fit in their mouths. Damn, I wish I was on that episode. I'd crush that. Head over to linktree.com slash fine dining podcast, F-I-N-E-D-I-N-I-N-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, and click B's giveaway to enter a giveaway for an all expenses paid trip to your local Applebee's, the current front runner for the most mediocre restaurant in America at 5.02 out of 10 for you and up to three of your friends. And you could watch or listen to fine dining on your platform of choice while you're there. Enter by May 1st, and the winner will be announced on the May 8th episode. Disclaimer, $50 will be provided for transportation along with a $200 Applebee gift card. I love doing those fast read disclaimer things. Go give fine dining a listen. The search for the most mediocre restaurant in America. What's up, shitheads? Welcome back to another episode of High and Mighty. It's me, your boy, quarantining in a apartment complex, ruining his neighbor's work-from-home experience, the number one fuckboy, Johnny G, John Gabris, that's me, all you gotta do is trust me. Joining me as always in the High and Mighty Studios, my nearly silent co-host, Arthur Gabris. Arthur, give him a shout out. He's actually in the room, folks. The door is locked. Lock the gates. Mark Marin, he's trapped in here with me. Also, that's a dog for the listeners. Don't get scared. Uh, also joining me in the High Mighty Studios, first time guest. I you, There's a number of different ways you can know him, but the way we all know him is from the local natives in the Kelsey Ayer TV show on the radio. It's Kelsey Ayer. Woo! What's up? What's up, Kelsey? Oh, are we sipping on Topo Chico over there? I got to- I got lots of Topo here, and I used my ring, my wedding oh, ring. Sorry that- to humble brag. Uh, I coming out I'm, swinging. I'm yeah. Lay off, <laughs> yeah. lay off, single people, because Kelsey is taken. <laughs> pump the fucking brakes. Sorry. Uh, yeah, we're, and that's the main thing we want to get out here today. We want to get out ahead of this. You are you are married, everyone. You you're having like a Beatles kind of experience. Launching your podcast, people are ch- chasing you down the street, you know, begging for mm-hmm. autographs and shit. Right. I'm sorry. I'm taking, <laughs> I, you know, my wife is probably going to listen to this. Uh, so I'm not that sorry, but it's a, uh, yeah. this is a, this effect. Yeah. This is what's going on. I'm it's married facts. to you. Yeah. Mel, if you're listening, I'm married to you and I'm happy about it. I too am happily married. Okay. Oh, congrats. In case she will not listen to this. I know that for okay. a fact. <laughs> <laughs> but she's been too close to this for almost two decades now. So God God bless her. Uh yeah. How long have you been doing this podcast? This is now five years. I feel like this episode is we're around episode 300 here. Like this is early Whoa. 300s of the show. Yeah, which is crazy. I've never done anything for five years they're like i don't like i've never been part of something i mean i guess improv but that's like an embarrassing thing to say out loud uh it's a wonderful thing i'm jealous of you (laughs) i am i'm really (laughs) jealous of you 
Well, we don't have to get into how all musicians want to be comedians, all comedians want to be musicians, all athletes want to be rappers, and all rappers want to be athletes. Uh, We can sort out why, again, sounds like an identity crisis if you ask me. But Mm. before we start chopping it up about identity, I want to pull back just to Topo Chico, huge fan. Uh, I'm recent, uh, you know, I've had it a few times when I would go to Austin. Now it feels like it's easier to get in LA. And I love it so much. And it hurts me i would say sometimes it the bubbles are too sharp like they're the most sharp or most aggressive bubbles i've found in like a, oh yeah in a like sparkling combination is killer yeah mm. and it, it kind of like it's like pop rocks adjacent like it's like that powerful and it's like my wife doesn't like topo she says it's too sharp and i was like ah mm. that's what i like about it it's the glass, maybe the glass bottles. Uh, yeah. really like keeps in, just strangles the the. Yeah, it does. Makes them sharp. It, it does feel a little more old school that way because you have yeah. to like open it, not twist off, and it's not a can, so it does feel. It does that. That was the first appeal of Topo for me for sure. Was just the fact that it was a glass bottle. Like the first time I had that with breakfast tacos in Austin when I was a twenty-five-year-old Brooklynite. Like you know, the first time everyone goes to Austin. Yeah. Uh, is and I was like. Oh man, Topo, I got to bring this stuff back to New York. Like I'm acting like I'm this cutting edge guy and now I can't get enough of it. But I do think, and in quarantine, I've tried to stay away from the booze. So I've upped my soft drinks and now Mm. I think I'm a, and I think a combination of the mask and my Topo ingestion, I'm a, I'm a burpee motherfucker these days. Yeah. Yeah. But who cares? You know, Arthur (laughs) and your wife, they're the only people you're with, you know? And if they can't handle it, what are they going to do? Live on the street? Come on. They're they're going to stay. They're not going anywhere. We haven't interacted that much. But if one of our early interactions is you responding to something with, but who cares? We're going to get along swimmingly because that is my response to so and so. But like, but also, who cares? Burp your fucking head off. You're at home. Yeah. It's your body. It's your body telling you there's bubbles in me. Okay. And the bubbles need to get out. Yeah, no one ever shames a dolphin for opening their blowhole to help uh, get, you know, whatever they are doing that for pressure yeah. release. And, and if and if I met someone who did, I I would actually want to because they must be a pretty interesting person if they're at like <laughs> SeaWorld uh, yelling at dolphins. If they're, if they're in the situation in which they can raz a dolphin yeah, for that, right, like right. that's already putting them on a pedestal in a way that I'm yeah. not prepared for. And we need like uh, hidden footage camera stuff from uh, yeah. like the dolphin trainers at SeaWorld just when they're alone. Just, you I disgust feel- me. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> I feel like if you're a dolphin trainer at SeaWorld, you're looking for hidden cameras every day on your fucking job. Just knowing a PETA expose is going. (laughs) Those people people are like uh, drug dealer adjacent in their dodging of federal regulations, I feel like. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's about right. Is it it upsetting that a lot of shit from our childhood that we were like told and i i don't think we're that uh that far in age but like we were told like isn't this fun isn't this amazing the circus the zoo the this the that and then every time you learn more and more about what goes into that you're like yeah jesus christ that we were just doing this just so parents can go aren't elephants cute it's like feels fucked up Yeah, yeah. A lot of things come to the surface when you're an adult. Yeah, just uh, it's just truth, truth bombs blowing up your shit every day. 
<laughs> Another thing from childhood. Yeah. Fuck. I know. I So I grew up in San Clemente, which is like the bottom of Orange County, almost to San Diego. And I, I went to SeaWorld a ton. I had I had family who lived in San Diego. Yeah. And that, I went was, to the, that was a bummer. Uh, I could because it it's so like it's like a dream of a child, too. You're like, I could have this job like a job like this exists. And like, uh. that's like someone who cares about animals. But then when you're like. If they truly cared, I don't know if they'd be there. You know what I mean? Like as you get older and you like learn all that, and you're like, oh no. <laughs> yeah. It's like, like it's oh. like every every job you like fantasize and then you get it and you're like, oh, this is ugh. like just talk to anyone who's been on SNL or something. They're yeah. just like <laughs> it's it's the most depressing thing ever. I, well, that's the funny thing about like a- Hollywood, <sighs> like actors are always like, you know, like in interviews, like, well, you know, I just the part spoke to me this like all this heady shit. And it gets us kids wide eyed about like, I want to be in movies. But really, it's like trying on clothes and writing down your address and name on a thousand different documents is what I've discovered most of acting to be <laughs> it's yeah. Like, yeah. sitting around trying I'm, I'm sure at george clooney's level it moves a little faster at least or he's got a you know it's not all trying on clothes for clunes yeah but if they know his they have his sizes on file you yeah. Know. He, yeah he he's a movie star so his weight doesn't fluctuate like mine and watch <laughs> you have to constantly pin me in and pin me out if i'm working once every six months yeah <laughs> have you have you done any work during the pandemic um, just towards the tail end of this here, did I do a few things? I did a, I did a little, uh, short film shoot. I did a little, uh, video shoot. I did a sketch for, uh, and it felt it's already sort of anxiety inducing here. You're, you're, you're now hosting high and mighty, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's a little anxiety inducing. It kicked off an identity. Like as we're talking about identity, I yeah. have a hard time identifying as an actor because I don't think I'm good at it and i feel weird in that position and i think by saying it i'm saying i'm some level of good at it and people are going to expect something and i'm not going to deliver that's like something i'm struggling with but i don't like i don't acting is already gives me so much anxiety because i'm not i'm more comfortable being myself than being other people uh-huh. and then and i i feel phony I'm, i feel a fear being phony i fear being called out for not being talented or whatever but that all that is piled on and then take a year off from it and then add masks and the threat of a disease that can, that can hurt you or at minimum make it so you can't work for 10 to 14 days. And in acting, something comes up and it's like a week and a half from today, they want you to do this for three grand. You're like, Oh fuck, I need that money so bad. it's like, well, don't get COVID in between now and then. And that's like, that's the most capitalism shit ever I know. But like to now my fear of getting COVID has turned from like, I don't want to die to mm-hmm. what if I get offered a gig? I can't be COVID right, positive. Right. Like, yeah, that's, that's what's wrong with working in general. But like, that's fucked my mind up where I'm like, previously I didn't want COVID because I wanted to live and like have a life. And now I'm like, well, I just can't get COVID. Cause what if a commercial comes along? I need the cash. That's right, embarrassing. Right. <laughs> well, look like, you know, are you okay? You ready? So, so even if you get COVID, who cares? You know, who who cares if you lose the job? Who cares if you if you if you get thrown out of your apartment? Who cares? You know, you and uh, 
I'm starting Arthur to see. I'm starting to see the the folly of that attitude. Does <laughs> it's not fully a sustainable life attitude. It you doesn't. Have to... <laughs> it doesn't feel applicable to every situation. <laughs> it it's the matter of like when when it feels at like that's the trick is like when to say because who cares? The reason I, it even hit me even harder is because like it's the best thing to say to someone. Or the worst thing to say to someone, depending on what they said right before. And yeah. you being the arbiter of, I think I could say who cares here, is such <laughs> like, that's a strong, that's a bold choice to say. Because like if it's like, yeah, and I'm worried, you know, my dad's brain cancer is back. You're like, who cares? It doesn't hit the same way. <laughs> yeah. It's not the same. It's yeah, not you the go same. from being a laid back, chill dude to like, yo, fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like... <laughs> <laughs> doesn't give a fuck about my dad at all i don't know why bullshit. i brought it up but he should have at least had some fucking God, he, he must not have a dad he must be like <laughs> he, he must have been one of those out at me wanting or my dad to die immaculate conception guys i knew it <laughs> no that 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 anxiety yeah i uh that that fucking is the worst because you don't know you don't know like when you could get it if you could get it like how how you're gonna get it right like, have like just gonna Stay at home, like, and never leave. Yeah, and it's like, yeah. every, well, it's like you take, you know, well, you take the risk when you go to get food. And it's like, wait, what? No. Okay, so I'm this not... is hilarious. Wait, so did you bring up Austin? Yeah. Because you know where I am? No. I am 30 minutes outside of Austin. No right way. Now. I yeah. had no idea. Yeah, yeah. So I I thought uh, you were I, based out here. I guess I I, I am. I totally <laughs> okay. am. All right. I'm based yeah, this in This sounds LA. like a story. Sounds like an identity well, crisis. It it totally is cuz so I'm out here um I booked this time. I booked a week with uh, a, a a good friend of mine who has a studio here um and I to, to work on uh so I have a side project besides local natives, a side musical project called Jaws of Love. Um, I put out my that my first solo record under that name in 2017, and I'm here working on new stuff. Um, oh, cool! Which is just like it felt crazy to fly here. It felt crazy. It feels crazy to even be anywhere because I haven't gone anywhere really. Um, I just had a bunch of like negative COVID tests last week, and I, I I've been like Instacarting and all that shit, and I, I feel good. When, fine. Wait, but also a, a very strange time to go to Austin specifically, I Texas know, specifically. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> depending I'm, I'm on in... when this episode comes out, where what it was last week or the week before that, two weeks ago was the deep yeah, freeze. No, yeah. No power, no water, everything just like apocalyptic and these poor Texans who like don't even own heavy jackets are, are like right. covered in snow and, uh, you know, there's just, it's so complicated and so fucked up from their stupid fucking like government, uh, local or state government here. And ugh, yeah, such bullshit, uh, man, if it was a movie, you'd be like, see, you can't right, have your right. own grid. But because right. when you realize it's like real life people at stake, you're like, guys, then let's lose the ego about whose grid we're on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's do that later. And let's like not have people freeze to death in their car. That would be yeah. good. I think Texas oh, is locked. Texas is locked in their rep as sort of like the don't mess with Texas. Right. Where, you know, bigger. Everything's bigger here. They got the reputation in hand. 
Let's share electricity. Let's share wind power and solar power. Let you yeah. never have to deal with that again. And you can still be big, badass Texas. We will not take, a, I will not take an iota of power from you. Uh, yeah. There's a lot coming from a New Yorker. As a New Yorker, to say uh, po- something positive about any other state is hard enough as is. But Texas, you can keep all the shit. If it's a matter of ego, where the power thing seems like, a little too far for me. Well, like, I bet, I bet, like so many people were were like, "Wait, we're what? Wait, we're on our own grid? Like we don't share? Like who the fuck knows about their electrical grid?" Well, like, that's yeah. I mean, I, that's no, I think and you're maybe, just learning with the power out and no water. You're like, oh no. I think that's what took me out of it too. Was like that's why I'd so stuck in my craw. I was like, oh, that was a choice. Like they chose to not be part of the grid and like. Uh, but like there was something like El Paso is because it's on the west side and they were able to get power because they're part. And it's like if that's not just such a perfect of like no, no man is an island. No state is an island. Let's like yeah. fucking live together. You're, you know, share a border with several other states. You're part so of you're along. part yeah. of, of of America. Just yeah. like just get real. OK, you're part <laughs> of it. You're not your own country. And, and apparently they. They. Because I, I was talking to um, Danny, who it's his studio here, and he's he's born in Texas, and how they they always talk about how like Texas used to be its own country, and stuff, and like how uh, the the pride and 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 like it it's still still like could be I don't know like its own country or I don't know yeah what the fuck yeah there's a, there's a lot of like we have you know California has a little bit of that energy too California has a little mm-hmm. bit of that they were never formerly a state but they have a lot of the like. You know, seventh largest economy in the world. You know, like they have yeah. a lot of that of yeah. like yeah. we're, we're self sustaining. It's like shut up, California. We're, we need America. America needs us. Let's relax. If we split off, it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, collection, bro. It, it's, yeah, it's good. It's all good. Split ex- off into the ocean. We'll just exactly. Away. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, we're all going to be anyone who lives in uh, California on the coast will one hundred years from now have moved one hundred miles inland uh, for safety reasons. So we can't really Ca- California. It would be uh, ripping off your nose to spite your face if you uh, decide decide to secede from the union. <laughs> Couldn't move east as yeah, the shit hits the fan. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> not gonna. It's not gonna fucking work. Um, but yeah, so I'm I'm here. I'm here right now uh uh and I'm I'm recording music and stuff, but also trying to promote this podcast that I made which is like a total pivot from what I'm known for doing, which is music, and this is like a niche comedy fiction podcast. And I have no idea what how to get <laughs> to tell people about it or get it out there <laughs> what i don't know and, and i what, don't know what caused you to want to well like we wanted to talk about about identity you're a musician right. who's coming out uh in, in a weirdly sort of like sister like an a different audio medium you know it's sort of like holy shit lichtenstein made a movie or whatever you know what i mean like uh it's audio <laughs> but like what what inspired what inspired i and i kind of joked up the top about how i always find that uh people in in rock bands always are sort of comedy adjacent or like i i frequently as a live uh rock and roll show goer from my mid 2000s through the early 2010s slowed down a lot in my late 30s but uh uh I always loved when the front man or the guys would do fucking bits with each other or had like a little spiel or like 
And as a comedy guy, I'd be like, oh, this is like off the cuff or, oh, this is, they say this before every song, like before this song, every time this is rehearsed banter. And I just love that part of it. But no one loves that part of it more than the band themselves, which, which I understand of like, there's nothing better than making your friends laugh, especially in a situation where it's not necessarily a comedy. So if I'm in a band and we can have a chance to share a laugh on stage uh, uh, or with the audience, that sounds like a dream come true. But you're taking it to the extreme. What 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 drove you to where you are? Well, what drove you to make this choice? It's funny talking about the banter because that is something that we'll, as a band, talk about. And uh, most of the time, it's like. Kelsey, you can't say this fucked up thing you said last night. You can't keep saying this fucked up shit. And 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 so so it's like, okay, so in in like inside, I'm like, I, I like like making my friends laugh and and being a funny person. And I that's what I've always kind of identified with in like my own circles and stuff. And I've always wanted to feed that part of of me, of my identity. Uh, and I've never I don't really know. I've never known how to do it. Um, I tried doing like Groundlings classes, but um, it's like a, a multi, it's like a decade long journey that you have to be available all the time. And I'm I'm like touring most of the year, was touring most of the year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still, I'm still um, doing closed room, windowless room shows. <laughs> Sing alongs. Uh, that's technically church. So it's a loophole. I need, I need the, I need the money. Uh, I just, I, so I've, I've, and I've tried to do like open mic stand up on the road, uh, which has, uh, you know, either been like fine or been horrible. Um, so, right. but you need to do it a lot to get good at it. And, uh, yeah, I'm just, I've always just wanted to do something in this vein. And then the pandemic happened. Um, and, and everyone was kind of ser- all like my artistic creative friends were searching for things for purpose and meaning and something else to do because your whole life was upended. So my friend, uh, his name's Jonathan Hyla. He started a radio station called Eastside Radio. And he he's always championed me trying to be funny in some way uh, and and was like, you can do a radio show and you can do whatever you want and put it on my radio station. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. So so me and my wife, Mel, we were like talking over one weekend, like what would be fun? And I and I came up with this idea to have it be like uh, a show about like a canceled TV show. And I would play all these characters and do all these voices. So it ended up being, and I'm told calling it a one man show is like cringy. And it, and it really <laughs> means like uh, something horrible is going to happen to you. If it you has, it has a connotation. Watching. It has yeah. a connotation about like, it's about your, uh, you know, uh, grandma immigrant grandma and how it inspired you to go to therapy or something there's like an energy to saying one man show that feels but it's like there's something to uh there's a a what's the word i'm looking for here a connotation to even having a radio show in 2021 everything feels crazy so it's like call it a fucking one man show call it a radio show call it a tone poem who knows everything is fucking up in the air what yeah. art, what movies are what tv shows are what is anything fucking entertainment is having an identity crisis yeah that's that's <laughs> super true that's super true like golden globes is like is it a comedy or is it a drama yeah <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, I'm watching a fucking half hour weekly sitcom that is 
based on 12 years of blockbuster movies, which is based on 70 years of comic book writing and illustration. Like I'm, I'm like eight watching WandaVision. You're like nine fucking uh, layers removed from (laughs) comic books. And you're like, what? Like sitcoms existed before. Like it feels, it, it, it feels like such a weird world we're all in. So it doesn't feel that crazy for, you know, Mike Tyson to launch a weed company for so uh, so and so to get into hand soap, and for rock musicians to g- get into comedy. Like, why not? Right? Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> who cares, man? This Just is let, the who cares let part. Let me do it. <laughs> when we're saying who cares, we're, I think we're talking about shutting off the fake, uh, the, the, the inner critic, the royal the, the, who inside of you. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's yeah, like, the don't person do that. Trying to shut it down. Yeah. And you kind of yeah. got to say who cares to yourself, to, to the older brother, psych bully, psychic that lives right. in your head or whatever. I yeah, don't know. It's, it's a weird, sp- it's, it's a, it's a weird space to be in. Um, cause it, it, in, in one hand I'm in, I'm in this like, semi-successful indie rock band who is like kind of i don't know we're we we love um like we pride ourselves on our on our artwork and on our and like maybe like fashion stuff or like just kind of like looking and being cool that that is like a thing that a premium that we like Mm-hmm. And then, and then I go act like a jackass on like my radio show, and <laughs> yeah. like that feels um like fighting against that um so so that feels like like I'm like struggling with that sometimes i and I can't even um imagine how they feel. <laughs> Right, right. Like, I, I, I struggle with that, and I want to do it. <laughs> I can't even imagine how the people who don't want to be doing the like the comedy stuff feel about it. Oh no, not Gabrus talking the Gouda Burgers again. You're darn right, it is. I'm here to talk to you about HelloFresh, which offers ten to twenty minute meals, low prep recipes quick breakfast and lunch, all for your busy schedule. You know, uh, here's the thing I like about HelloFresh for me and uh, my wife. It's getting a little dreary p- going food shopping, picking up food. First of all, it's a little risky right now still. So it's great to be able to get my uh, recipes and all the ingredients delivered directly to my house. But more importantly, and this might not be the case for a lot of people, but I'm happy to have someone else choose what I'm eating each night. You know, I don't do a HelloFresh seven nights a week. So just a couple of nights a week, I'm just like, perfect. This is what's for dinner. And it's frequently healthy and it's uh, always very good and very easy for me to cook it. Like, it's crazy how <laughs> I'm actually good. I'm embarrassed, but I'm good at it. And it's because it's all there. And then the other thing is, it's all there. You don't have to worry about, do you have a thing? Are you missing a thing? It's, oh, this sucks. That sucks. No, you, you, it's all right in there. You just bang it out. It's super easy. Get dinner on your table. 25 plus recipes to choose from each week. So there is some, you can make some choices. I just like to knock off the stuff I don't love too much, which has been so few and far, far between. So do yourself, save, save some money and go to HelloFresh.com slash high 12 and use code high 12 for 12 free meals including free shipping so go to hellofresh.com slash high 12 and use code high 12 for 12 free meals that's h-i-g-h one two
includes free shipping. America's number one meal kit. Spring break is right around the corner, so you know what that means. Trim those pubes. Manscaped is here to make sure that you keep it clean below the belt. Now, I got to shout out Manscaped because in the quarantine, they were also the buzzer of choice for my head. Um, So they make such a good buzzer that I didn't care that I had been exclusively using it on my balls and uh, shaft. Very hairy shaft. Just kidding. Just like around the base. Um, I'm sure you guys know, needed to know that or want me to share that. But I started using it on my head, on the sides of my head, uh, and it's been it's been great. So it works for me. I highly recommend you check out manscaped.com because in addition to the buzzer, which works very, it's the best trimmer I've used for chest, body, balls, all that stuff. I don't even think it's supposed to be used on like for head and face, but it worked well for that. But it works wonders in the shower. It's got a light on it which I like it's you can do various lengths, which I like, you know, you got I like to fade up the hairway to heaven all the way to my chest. Uh, they sell crop cleanser. They got perfect package crop reviver. They got all kinds of fun stuff and subscribers can get two free gifts, the shed travel bag and the high performance reduced chafing manscaped boxers, 20% off and free shipping all that with the code mighty M I G H ty at manscaped.com manscaped.com 20% off free shipping two free gifts with the promo code mighty do yourself a favor and always use the right tools for the job that's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use promo code mighty say aloha to your new beautiful balls with manscaped i think you're and I don't know if there's any local natives fans that would be like, you're ruining the vibe of the Nate. Like, it, I think, yeah, if I anything, think you're right. if anything, it's synergistic. If anything, it's going to be, it's impossible to build uh, an audience of, of followers or fans in any medium. It's ve- not impossible. I'm sorry, but it is a difficult task. And if you have some from something else, like if I were making the four and I was putting out my first EP or whatever, I would, I have this sort of imposter thing going like this, who cares? Like I would not be able to shut off the who cares of like, people are going to say blah, blah, blah. And it's like, but if I can get a hundred comedy fans to come over and listen to my music, then like, that's going to kick it off. So I think, I think, and you didn't even ask for this advice, but I say you fucking, you contain multitudes. We all do. You know what I mean? Joe Rogan, (laughs) who was on fucking news radio as like the, the maintenance guy is now like, became the world's biggest comedian the uh, hosted fear factor and now he's like a philosopher warrior whatever the fuck he calls himself that's a guy like and people take him way too seriously considering like and he was a stand-up comedian so it's like you can people can earn we can you know what i mean like I, i feel like uh I hear a lot about imposter syndrome of like, we're yeah. calling our own selves out. Like, I feel like, what am I even doing here? How am I even doing this? But I do think a major part of it is just taking that step. Like a major part of it is just recording that East side radio show. Like, like yeah. just once you do it, you're like, Oh, why? No one is trying. And, and no one in your band is going like, 
hey man, we're trying to be fucking cool right now in the hey, quarantine. Man. <laughs> hey, man. You gotta shut the fuck up, man. Man, Being you're such a, a dork, dude. Don't you want to be in a fucking rock band? No, Come on. Um, they're they're they are um they're very supportive, and I think honestly they're relieved because possibly if I'm doing this on the side, I'll be less like. Yeah, it'll be a pressure. Like, a pressure yeah, release. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then then I'll be in the band and I can just relax and not like be like trying to make be yeah. funny all the time or something. Um yeah. yeah the, the, why, why don't you bring this shit to the radio show is what the guys are gonna be saying to me. Yeah. Like, okay, okay, that's all right. Thank you yeah. guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Save yeah. that bullshit for the radio show. Um that was mean, guys. Uh I I I feel you though on this but I do also think in the modern artistic era too, we kind of all have to be. And I think that's where the generation of artists and I'm throwing that word around for myself when I say we, and that's again, part of my imposter syndrome thing of like, I create podcasts every week and do live comedy, but I'm afraid to say any of it is art. Cause that feels whack for some reason. Uh, but we're the first generation of artists who the people we looked up to were so singular in what they did. Like, mm -hmm, I think mm -hmm. like, and I think the generation below us, they're looking up to people who are act actors, musicians. I mean, like our biggest actors in the world are like ex wrestlers, ex rappers, ex singers, ex like models. You know what I mean? And, yeah. Yeah. And, but back in the day, if uh, an actor would never do a commercial, cause that would be hack and, and mm -hmm. a model turned actor. No one will ever take them seriously. Now mm -hmm. it's like an actor, DJ, uh, lifestyle guru, yeah. uh, blah, blah, photographer. Do you hear Jeremy Renner's uh, music? Yes, exactly. I saw David Duchovny's Instagram that he was recording some new songs. I know Vin Diesel keeps a fucking microphone in every room in his house because yeah. he loves to sing so much. Oh my God. Oh, right. The Vin Diesel song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's fucking wild. Oh and, my God. And I think in the more modern times, people are doing more stuff. But like me looking up to like Farley and Belushi and other mm -hmm. people who lived uh, longer lives. I'm like, all my idols. I'm like, John Candy. I'm like, wait, it's got to be someone who lived past 50 yeah, that wait. I can look up to. <laughs> yeah, pick some new idols. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, running yeah. out of them ASAP. But like those those people were so singular in what they did. And like, when you looked up to a band, you were like, they're so this, but now like, like other, like what is David Byrne? He's more than talking heads now. You know what I mean? Like he's right. so much, but you don't throw any shade at talking heads because he turned a church into a piano or like, you know what I mean? No one even cares that like Martin Scorsese's in a Snickers commercial. You know what I mean? Like all these things have kind of like, and I'm not saying, doing a podcast like there's no selling out in my mind what i'm saying is more like there's not staying in your lane is actually not even a financial uh, a viable financial model anymore right oh yeah it's, totally you sort totally. of kind of have to be i mean even a band has to be like we're on like these 11 platforms we tour live we sell merch we should re-release an album under that, like we have to do blank to keep, keep ourselves. Yeah. Oh, we should do an Instagram. Oh, a tiny desk. Oh, a blah, blah, blah. Like all this stuff you have to keep up in the air just to be a band. It's so, it's, it's so hilarious. Like how, how now if you get a Budweiser commercial, all your fans will be like, hooray, fuck yeah. Getting that money, getting that frog money. Uh, they're all like stoked. And like, that was not the case uh, 20 years ago. 
Yeah. You're I, a I piece always, of shit. If you got dude, a Budweiser I, commercial. I use this example all the time. I remember when after the Apple ads kicked off with Justin Long and John Hodgman, Microsoft did ads with um Dimitri Martin, uh hmm. MSN or Hotmail or something. He did did them with Dimitri Martin. And a lot of the New York comedy people knew that they went to Zach Galifianakis because they needed to compete. With, and he said, no, I won't do a commercial. And people were like, badass, totally. That's, and I think that's the last, and that would have been 2004, 2005, 2003, somewhere in there. And that's the last time I heard someone be respected for, t- you know, now turning down a commercial. Yeah. We're yeah. so capitalist. We're all about get that bag. Like the second, uh, be, and influencer culture is so alive that if the second you just like tweeted something like uh, love Cool Ranch Doritos hashtag ad, people would be like, yeah, Kelsey, get that bag. You'd be <laughs> like, you're not embarrassed. I'm embarrassed that I had to write this. You're not- And your fans are like, listen, they're like, we don't give a fuck. We know what you got to do. I got to go to fucking Starbucks all day or I got to go to a- Amazon yeah. factory all day. I got I got to do shit. I don't want to do to keep the lights on. So yeah. uh, so apparently do major artists now. Yeah, like you used to have to like actors used to go to like uh, I'm in a Japanese uh, jeans commercial or whatever to get a hundred to get a to make six figures that no Americans would ever see. But now because of the Internet, it's like fucking John Hamm is doing H&R Block. John Travolta is doing Miracle Grow. Like none of it matters. But yet we I think because we're that generation who the people we looked up to were like, he's an actor's actor. Oh, that's a session musician. Like we looked up to these like sort of workhorse sort of like everybody respects that guy, that person. That's a comics comic. That's a drummer's drummer. You know, I feel Mm -hmm. like but now the newer generation is like, they have people like Donald Glover to look up to. It's like yeah, the funniest yeah. person or funniest person, the most talented musician or one of the best TV uh, creators or all three. Who knows which one he is, but he vast, he's vacillating between them that the people can be like, I can be even more now. Like you yeah. could be a fucking and like and with being an artist. I, I'm sorry, Kelsey. I'm just like off on a tear here. Uh, but being an artist, you also need like it's not that doable. Like. You could be of a, a, a successful band and not make like a musician, like a famous, like a classic rock and roll financial lifestyle. Like right. you could be a band that makes like you could be in a band that's doing pretty well. And and five people could be making teacher money, which is good yeah. money. Uh, but that's not like what you might have to also do some other shit and like i think a lot of actors are learning that now too like i know a lot of like veteran actors and co- comedy people who are real estate people or are like i'm also still a personal trainer like people hold on right. to these old jobs and stuff yeah. and so like now identity is sort of like and and i also think due to like anti-capitalistic surges and awful job markets we're moving away from our jobs identifying us to begin with like it used to be sort of like that guy's a fireman. That woman is mm-hmm. a teacher. That person is blank. That person is blank. And it would be like, that's what you did for 30 years. Then you retired. Now it's like so-and-so's on their 15th different career because everything's falling apart. And Yeah, uh, it's just what you got to do. Right. Uh, sorry, just just one second. Uh, uh, when local natives feel snacky, they reach for Doritos. <laughs> uh, so make sure if you uh, are feeling uh, a little uh, faint, you get some Cooler Ranch. 
or fiery nacho Doritos, local natives official snack. <laughs> you hear that, Doritos? Uh, for the listeners, uh, two people in suits and sunglasses came in, whispered in Kelsey's ear, gave him an envelope, and then he said that. So I don't know what the hell that was in reference to. Uh, I took the money, uh, and uh, you know the product is fine. It's fine. But I'll, I'll take the money. Take the Doritos money. That's fine. I'll take fucking do Doritos it. money. Yeah, yeah. yeah. By the way, listeners of this podcast are probably like, we just got back from insert uh, ad company here. I'm not going uh, to disparage <laughs> any of my advertisers. Love them all. Thank you for the literally hundreds of dollars a month you give me. But at the same time, <laughs> the listeners are like, you don't want to sell out, mister? Uh, now I'm shilling for like four hymns on the side or whatever. <laughs> Oh man, this is so great! I was, uh, I-, I was like thinking of my struggles at- with my identity crisis, and this is like a identity affirmation hour with John Gabris. Oh fuck! Is my pronunciation not up? <laughs> Gabris, Gabris. How do you say it? Gabris. 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 <laughs> yeah, it makes no sense why it's pronounced See, like that. I launched. I launched into that, and I'm like, oh fuck! I don't really know how to say his last name. Oh, that's fine. I you're, <laughs> Gabris. Uh, I did the same thing. Uh, I just did mine off mic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's your, it's your podcast. In, you motherfucker. No, I'm it's your podcast. You, you, you're, you have the right. You, uh, yeah. You have um, the higher ground. So, but <laughs> identity struggle. I, I feel like I'm going through a midlife crisis and I do think it's exacerbated by the quarantine. I, I am in a lucky enough position uh, that my wife had a, I shouldn't say has a job. She had a job. She's been laid off. But that's okay. But uh, sorry to hear that. Yeah, we uh, we were working for most. Of, I was able to work through all the quarantine. Still am. So okay. it wasn't as much of a huge issue for us. But it did slow our lives down enough that we were able to really like look at ourselves and and like look at what we were doing and be like, what do we really want to do in life? And mm-hmm. and I, I this isn't exactly identity, but like for someone who I just I, I've always identified as struggling to be whatever it is I, like you know struggling to be a comedian and yeah. it's like well what if i just like it wasn't a struggle like why is it a struggle like i'm doing okay it's like why do i why why am i why did i phrase that as struggling comedian to begin with and it's like so because because you've been doing comedy for for many many years and now you are you are wanting to do more serious acting and you feel like you are you imposter syndrome with that? I, I, it's more like even just uh, comedy acting, even more of anything that, because it's just not the same tools as doing live uh, performance mm-hmm. wire. It's like, mm-hmm. I'm very comfortable and confident in my ability to make somebody else laugh, but not mm-hmm. necessarily in my ability to convey emotions or even the correct dialogue that the yeah. write, writer or director intent. So that's more where... but. I guess part of it also for me, my, the identity crisis I'm talking about here is because I've had to, because I had to be such a multi hyphenate to be like a podcaster, writer, actor, performer, improviser, all that stuff. Like, which I was just considered being like a Jack of a bunch of different trades. Like, you know, you know, having 110 different revenue streams, like, but like, that's part of what I'm like, but what do I want in like, what do I visualize? It is not what I visualize as success, but mm-hmm. my schedule is right now was not that crazy. I enjoyed myself. I made money to live, not a exorbitant life, but like a normal life. And then like, wait a minute, 
is this enough? And that's like what I'm, that's what I'm dealing with now. Yeah. And my, and yeah. my, my wife got laid off and now she, she had like a, a high paying TV job, but she's been wanting to get out of that. And she's like, do I want to like get back to my root? Like we're 40 this year. We turned 40 in 2021. And she's like, mm. do I want to like do something different? And we're, and so now, and like, we've always identified as like, she works in entertainment. I work in entertainment. Now it's like, so we have to live in LA. And now it's like, well, I kind of want to do this. I'm like, well, do we have to live in LA? Do we have to buy a house? We don't mm. want we, we in the last year or so decided we didn't want to have kids. So like, this has been like all these like big things. Now it's like what we are originally our plan that we thought our map that we thought we were on, that's all out the window now. And now it's sort of like in an exciting way. It's like in a video game, it's all that fog. It's like, it's time to go venture east and clear up and see what paths and treasures and monsters await wow that's exciting it's kind of it's exciting and it's and it's kind of scary but like it's it's um it feels liberating and and terrifying at the same time when you realize that you can make choices dude like like the control that you have you know Dude, it's liberating in that you're like, well, you know, you just choose and not in like the stoic libertarian way, but like, you you know, you just choose to do this. You don't have yeah. to do this. You chose yeah. to do it. And you're like, oh, yeah. this thing that gives you an insane amount of stress right now, you chose to do it. Back off. Don't do it. And you're like, oh, but you just don't ever think about that choice. But then that right. that, sh- that shit goes, uh, that, that shit cuts both ways, brother. Like uh, mm. where you're like, oh, you also eventually have to choose to do something too. <laughs> like, <laughs> right? You need to eat. Yeah, yeah. You need but to like. It's one of those. That's another powerful thing, though. Too is like, well, if I don't choose to do anything, like, how far can I go here? Like, what can I really slide around and do? Yeah. It's, it's intimidating. It's, I mean, it's objectively overwhelming to think about. You have real drive on your life like you can't just blame exteriors or fate yeah. or this yeah. there's like a little bit of choice you can make and it has taken me being alive for almost 40 years to to like f- realize some of the shit that was like why was i so caught up in this why who cares if we can go totally. back to our accidental <laughs> thesis of this episode yeah like, right so oh, much stuff shit. came with age where i'm like and maybe it's because i know more about where, what direction i want to go in or i have more realistic viewpoint of what i consider success or what i am even looking for in success like that's the other thing too. It's been so ephemeral for so long of what I've wanted out of my career that right. I've never like, I've always just been like to be successful. And it's like, Oh, because I never nailed it down. I also never really gave my chance to feel, gave myself a chance to feel accomplishment. Yeah. Yeah. That that's the, the crazy thing is, and I talked to, I talked to my wife about this. We've been actually talking about this a lot lately. I don't know. The pandemic is just like making everyone be like, what is my life? Yeah. <laughs> it's, and fa- everyone I, is having these crises. I think but it's because like, it like, it eliminated a lot of chatter. Like, uh, like it, it yeah. freed up a lot of Ram in your brain where you were just like, Oh, I don't have to worry about, I'm not going out to dinner. I'm not making any plans. There's no travel. I'm not on the road. I'm not out at shows at night. And it's like really got time to think like, and for someone whose career is based on touring and live performing and being in a small room with friends jamming, it's like when you lose that, you're like, fuck, I miss that objectively. But now my life is slowed down enough that I can like 
analyze it a little bit for the first time. Yeah. And, and I think a lot of people are able to make that choice to slow down and analyze and, and you know, through whatever meditation or other processes, just being well, but like for my brain was so go, 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 go for so long. Like get married. You got to move to California. You should move from Brooklyn to LA. Got to get to LA. Got to get, meet this person. Got to get on TV. You got to do this. You got to make sure you have 30 mm-hmm. minutes, like all this. And that's like, when it slowed down enough, I was like, well, what do I really want to do? It's like, if I made enough money that I went to the beach, if I made enough money talking about movies or identity on a microphone, and then I was able to go to the beach like four days a week and I lived in a two bedroom apartment, would you be happy? And I'd be like, oh yeah. And then it's like, well, then I don't need to necessarily bust my ass and try to <laughs> get, you know, self tape for Superstore, do this for that. Like, I, you know, there, yeah. it, all that stuff becomes unnecessary. Yeah, and it, it's it, it how to how to feel like you have enough and, and and but then to realize that like um if you're not happy with right now, you're not going to be with, right. with anything else. Right. And that right. and I and I hate that. Because like I really do think uh, if I had like A, B, and C, I would be happier than I am now. Like I I think that, but but I know that it's not true. And it it's, just pisses me off. It goes against I, I, everything you can. You're like, you're telling me if I if I had a yard, <laughs> a blah, 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 and a blah, blah, I wouldn't be as happy. I'm like, there's no way I would definitely be happier. And it's yeah. like, well, you the other thing is like you can get that. You can't get that in the neighborhood you currently live in. But if you do think you'd really be happier with A, B and C, there is that's the uh, that's the other of the uh, the other fuckery of this whole thing is like then go do that, man. Mm-hmm, go get mm-hmm. A, B, and C. Yes, maybe it, if your A, B, and C is like uh, an EGOT, like that's a different story. But if your A, B, and C is like, I want to do, <laughs> I want this, this, and this in life, someone could be like, well, we could figure out, if you think truly getting those three things will help you achieve happiness, there's yeah. probably a way to get them. It's it would be attainable. Yeah, it's, it, you would yeah. require other set, but then that's the, th- that therein lies the rub. You're like, no, 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 no. I was just using that as like a reason to not be happy now. <laughs> like you just, no, no, no. You called me out on it. I know, I know. I, I don't need, <laughs> yeah. yeah I don't need a vintage Ford bluff. Bronco. I would love one. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. yeah. So wild. Holy shit. But how do you feel when you're doing this, uh, when you were recording episodes of the pod and doing the radio show? How were you feeling when you were doing it when it wasn't music? You- I, I, felt, I felt amazing. I felt like I was tapping into like a, like a part of me that w- that's always been there. And anyone who knows me, it would like not even think for a second to be surprised right. by, by this thing existing. Um, but it just it feels it feels as natural to me as 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 music has always felt. Um, yeah. And and so so what I'm what I'm telling myself now is like, well, you're going to you're going to get this out there. And, you know, it's either it's just it's going to whatever's going to happen is going to happen. And you you need to always be doing this and have done this out of joy. And out of like to to be just to be like stoked and to be happy and and so I'm trying to focus on that as much as I can and and even though like I'm an ambitious guy and I want things to be successful and things to like to go well and stuff, I'm trying to that's what I'm trying to find the balance of is like you have ambition and you want 
like you want to climb whatever ladder of whatever industry that you're you're really excited about but you also need to be able to be like if i if i stay here forever like i should be happy with that dude whole like uh preacher choir you're this is <laughs> yeah. it, exactly yeah. the kind of shit i i'm i'm talking about because it's like I didn't use the word ambition before, but that is what I was thinking of. Like mm-hmm. there's an element of where you go like, well, is, is my ambition at this point only making me unhappy, only making me feel unfulfilled. Mm-hmm. And it's like, am I wielding my ambition against myself as a cudgel when I think I'm doing it as insp- as inspiration, but I'm really, I'm down because I'm not as a- successful as my ambition wants me to be. And that's that's kind of what I was talking about of like the but what do you want in the end happiness wise because and it it an eye opening thing for me has always been unfortunately is to like and it goes both directions obviously like everything but like talking to someone who does the same thing as you you know talking to someone who's in an indie band that is not as successful as local natives but is popping a little bit and they would be like and you'd be like yeah we just want to get and I'm going to make up hypothetical milestones. And if this is below or above, I don't, I, I mean, I intend no harm, but it's like, yeah, we, we, uh, we're really hoping to get in that, uh, uh, get a song on the new blockbuster movie, this, uh, and then the band below you is like, oh, we would kill to be where you guys are. And right, you guys right. are not like, and you're like, no, no, you don't understand. And then, but then you guys run into, and now my movie references go, my music references go all One the above place. us. Yeah, one above you guys. Yeah. And they're going, fuck, yeah, we just did this uh, blockbuster movie thing. But honestly, yeah. we're trying to get, we're, uh, you know, we want to do a, a show on blah, blah, blah. We're trying to, and you're like, oh, we would kill to be where you are complaining. Right, like you keep yeah. seeing that. And they're, it, it does like, take, we don't want to get, we don't got to get typecast as like this band that makes like all of this money. And like, right, uh, right, <laughs> right, right. Like, yeah. like I, people, like I have people who are like, yeah, I just really hope that like, you know, I, after I get this podcast going, it grows and I can get some advertising. And I'm like sitting there going like, yeah, I got to fucking bust my hump for a couple of hundred bucks from fucking Mac Weldon. It's like someone's like, I would love to make a couple hundred bucks. And then meanwhile, yeah. like Joe Rogan is moving to Texas to manage his $24 million in taxes. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, and he's got it. Like everyone's got issues on the way up and the way down, but it's always good to hear from people below and above in whatever yeah. the perceived ladder that we're talking about is because both yeah. are very good reminders of uh, a few rungs away or of like, and if we keep the ladder uh, analogy going, like, you know, sometimes you could just be like, we're pretty high up, huh? Like, let's stop yeah. and like, let's enjoy the view for a little bit. Yeah. We'll yeah. keep climbing. Well, we'll get back to climbing, but let's just remember how far we've came. Look how far down, look how far down we were, used to be now. And that's, that's part of where I am too, because once you're at the level of success that, uh, and above your peers are in the same industry as you or in our various levels of success. And then when your friend gets a TV show or your friend's band is on, uh, the tonight show or whatever. And you're yeah. not, and it's like, you're like, Oh, that's a possibility. Oh, but, and like all of a sudden it like opens your mind up to more things you're not getting. It, yeah. There's the energy of like, you're proud to see your friends do well always. But then you're also like, 
well, that's something I want to, I want now. And it's like, yeah. you just learn the more, sh- and like every layer of, every notch, every ladder rung you climb up, keep the ladder analogy going for no reason. Every ladder rung you go up, <laughs> you notice 12 more <laughs> ladder rungs ahead where you're yeah. like, well, you're getting, I didn't you're even know the, I wanted up there. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's the cloud, the clouds, and then the clouds like part a little bit, and then you see more, and then you get up to those clouds, and you're like, hey, they go away. And, yeah. Yeah. You gotta be, you gotta be yeah. happy. Happy where you are too. You gotta be and happy where you are. You could be like, I want more for myself in this industry, but if I'm stuck here, I'm doing. Oh, and this all stemmed Kelsey a couple years ago from something I was suffering from, where I was like withholding positive experiences from myself in a way where I because because I've lifelong freelancer waiting on paychecks and shit. Like mm-hmm. I'm like. I always want to take scuba lessons, but I just got to wait until I get like a real gig that like blah, blah, blah. And I had all these things in my head where I'm like, you don't deserve to take like a weekend to try to do something else because that's a weekend you should be focused on writing, selling, performing. And then eventually you get to be 37 and have not succeeded the way you thought yet. And you're like, right. Well, I wish I would have gotten (laughs) scuba certified in the past. And then, I had that flip where I'm like, oh, these are things I want to do. I just have to do them now. I ran a half marathon. I did the scuba. like, And this, I signed up for martial arts as a 36-year-old. This was a uh, 37-year-old. This was before the pandemic. That's like, amazing. T- 2019. If, if, you're listen- if you're listening, I'm smiling wildly. I- I'm very happy to hear these, these, these personal milestones you're hitting. Yeah. And, and, and honestly, I, I withheld them from myself because I was like, you're, like, once you get your career in place then you're allowed to have fun. And then you're like, but what if my career never gets into this place that I've created in my head? Am I never going to take a karate class? Am I never going to do scuba because I didn't book four seasons of an FX dramedy? Like, I don't like, what is even my goal? And then it's like, and I'm not saying this is your headspace, but you're like, Really, I like who has time to do this like silly podcast idea. I should be helping. I should be writing music. I should be doing this. I got Jaws of Love. I got blah, blah, blah. You got, but then also at the same time, the quarantine slams all that to a shut a little bit. And you get to say, like, well, I have the time. Now I'm doing this and I'm having fun. And it's like, it doesn't have to be successful. Like, that doesn't have Mm -hmm, to be mm -hmm. why you're doing it. You don't have Mm -hmm. to run the half marathon to win. You Mm -hmm. just have to run it to say, like, because you want to have done it. Like yeah. just the, I didn't want to run the half marathon to do well at it. I wanted to run the half marathon because I had never run 13 miles before. <laughs> mm-hmm. Never done mm-hmm. walk 13. I, I fucking pass out driving 13 miles. Right. But, <laughs> and I couldn't believe. And like it took therapy and my wife being like one of the most supportive people and me getting actual success to like even be able to say like, okay, go to the take a surfing lesson. Do these things you've been dreaming of doing since you were 20. And it, and I'm I'm just off on a tangent. Uh, but I, my, my dad had a bookshelf growing up of all the books he wanted to read when he was retired. He didn't think he had time to read books because he was like such a blue collar union guy. Mm. He had to go to the mm-hmm. grind, the overtime, and all that. And then my dad died like at at fifty five, fifty six years old. He never even got to retire. Never even got to read all these books that he wanted to read. And that was just such a fucking distilled crystal clear example of like my own issues being unpacked there. I was like, 
Now you died never getting to fucking read Mariano Rivera's book. The one book you are talking like, I can't wait till uh, I retire. I'm going to get, and I'm like, fuck, you know, yeah. eat, eat dessert first, you know, yeah. like buy the fucking shirt. I, I mean, yeah. I, I, not to go full capitalism on it, but like make those choices. Fucking record the TV show for the radio. Yeah. You know, like just fucking do it, man. What else is going to, you could, Walk out tomorrow and Texas can be frozen over. You're saying to yourself, now that sounds insane. We now know in 2021, it's fucking possible. Anything can happen, good and bad. And if you want to, I don't want to like scare us into making choices, but like, fuck, people do die. Like, and and what are you going to do? Wait around to be like, yeah, he was always like, he always wanted to do the radio show. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that would be such a bummer to bounce with being like, and. As we get older, for me, I know a lot more people in their 50s and my mom is like uh, in her 60s now and like her peers are all in their 60s and 70s. Mm-hmm. And I talk to you hear from these older people. and It's like, I oh, you know, I wish I would have moved to Florida when I was young. like all these wishes. And you're like, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I'm not going to let that be me. Yeah. Well, it, it, it's like the only the only thing that is guaranteed is that like time does not stop and you are getting older right sick the only constant is the turning of the fucking world yeah and it's and it's finite and you don't even know how finite it is like you're guaranteed you're not gonna have more than 90 years right on the earth 90 operable years yeah that yeah that's (laughs) That's like even ambitious for like life standards. That's yeah, that's ambitious for pure biology. And then layer on top of it of like, yes, I don't think local natives can be a band. I mean, you could be a band forever thanks to music and records and technology, but you can't perform live together for 90 years unless we can't can't tour. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, the future is upon us. Who knows, dude? Cybernetic enhancements. Mm, The the head, the floating heads that live forever in like Futurama could be us. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, oh my goodness. Yeah. I don't know. I, I would say we're probably both pretty fortunate. Like I, oh, I like yeah. we seem to be able to be doing stuff that makes us really happy. And, and I, I know, I know plenty of people who like are just, they're, they're working more nine to fives and not even sure how happy that is making them. And yeah, I, I oh, oh, yeah, we're, is, cer- uh, we're certainly fortunate. We're certainly fortunate ones in that. Yeah. And I, and I, 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 I did not learn that until recently. You know what I mean? I did not take stock in how things are. And it, it takes like court vision, like globally. It takes me zooming out and being like, because I get in those two months, three months ruts where nothing's really happening or you're in between tours or in between gigs and you're like, we're not recording. And it's like, I'm waiting to hear back about stuff. Stuff feels like it's not moving. Mm-hmm. You're like, feels futile, futile. And you're like, what the fuck, man? And then all of a sudden it's like, a year has gone by and you're like, remember in July and August when you were like kind of stressed about what was going on with work and the other 10 months ended up working out fine. Like they have for eight years in a row. Can you now this next coming July and August, just enjoy it. Like that's like two Januaries ago. 2019 was the first Jan December, 2018 and January, 2019 was the first holiday season that I was just like, it's always slow then, 
do not let yourself get down about how you're not hearing about anything and other and uh-huh. and it was the first time in my life my I I'm 36 or 37 at the time that I just allowed myself to be like this is the slow time of the year do as you please man and I it was the most freeing thing in the world and it just took reevaluating changing no input and just reevaluating the perspective I was looking at it from that's good. I'm happy to hear all this personal growth, John. You're like, you're like, I'd love to come on your podcast to talk about identity or have the host <laughs> scream about their own identity crisis at me for an hour. Either way, as long as I plug my new venture. <laughs> I, I pitched this. I pitched this. I, I, I know. I, uh, I feel bad. I'm but down. You, you hit me right in the heart. Like you, accident, <laughs> you accidentally hit me like zeitgeist right in the fucking uh, chest piece there. Well, you're on, you're on this goddamn podcast talking about bullshit all the time. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to get you to, I'm going to get out the John. I'm going to take you by the fucking scruff your neck and press your face into reality, brother. Welcome to the fucking real. This is what's important. Look at the mirror. Who do you see? A fucking Podcaster, it's like tears got, pouring down my face. <laughs> we have like a GI Jane moment. <laughs> you gotta stop burping like a disgusting dolphin, and you gotta fucking make right with the Lord. My wife watches me pour Topo Chico into the sewer drain. <laughs> <laughs> I refuse to burp. I am an actor. I am a scuba diver. <laughs> like officer in a Jenna. Yeah. I've got no place yeah. else to be. Yeah. I guess I guess if you can scream that you're an artist and a scuba diver and be really confident about it, I guess you can scream, I don't need Topo Chico and pour it down the drain. Like one is like maybe worth the other two, right. even though one is pretty radical. Uh, but, yeah. uh, There's sort know. of outlandish ideas all around. Mm-hmm. But if you buy in mm-hmm. on one, it's like the cult mentality. It's like once we got you believing in Xenu, you're going to be believing that you need to scrape barnacles. You know what I mean? Like once you think... Uh, you're a society protector, then you're going to send nude photos to Keith Raniere. It's like that one, that one little oh, thing. Geez. <laughs> oh, Keith. Oh, Keith. Keith, if you're a Keith, you, you say it's nothing going on good for you. And you're, and you're not, you're, you're pulling, you're pulling off some heist, some, some weird thing on somebody. If you're, you're, I've only known weird Keiths. I'm trying to think of the few Keiths I know. One of my favorite Keiths of all time. He was a great guy, but he did own a strip club and was a little sketchy financially. So he was yeah. like, he was Keith adjacent for sure. That's, that's proper Keith. That's yeah, proper that's Keith. Keith style for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I don't know a lot of Keiths I'm learning now also. There's not a lot, but they're all, they're all a little shady. <laughs> <laughs> but trust me on this, dude. <laughs> yeah. Believe me. Believe you me. Uh, Kelsey, I want you to get back to fucking recording, dude. Enough bullshitting with me. I need you making voices. <laughs> I need you doing Jaws of Love. I need you out of here. But where where can High and Mighty listeners, where can the shitheads track down uh, the, the Kelsey Ayer show? Uh, it's the new a, podcast. It's, it's, I'm, a, I'm, a headgum, I'm a headgum brother with you. Holy shit. So uh, wherever you get podcasts, whatever app you're listening to this episode on, open it right yeah. now. Hit add and what are they type? What are they typing in? What are they searching they, for? They type in the Kelsier TV show on radio. There you. Uh, we'll plug to it in the show notes of this too. So just click on Kelsey's name. That'll uh, download if that's even easier for you, listeners. Yeah. And uh, where where else can these shitheads find you? 
Uh, oh, I mean, you know, I, uh, I, I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. I don't know. You want the socials and stuff? No, I, or, I, I can, ta- I can uh, tag you. I can tag you in the post. But like, oh yeah, for check sure. out local natives. Uh, yeah, check out local natives. Check out Jaws of Love. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm doing all sorts of crap all the time. I, I just, uh, <laughs> I just produced a song for my friend. I just made a music video for my, uh, my, my two brothers are in a band together. And oh, I, that's I, awesome. I, I made my, my first music video, my first, uh, uh ever, uh, I, I downloaded the the promo copy of uh, fucking Final Cut Pro or whatever, and <laughs> look at you! Well, you really are it. you really are trying out some new shit. <laughs> I am trying it all. Yeah, I I've had a very productive pandemic. I don't like. I do not wish that it happened, but I am, <laughs> I'm happy to say it. I it actually did not suck for me. But I, if it sucked for you, I'm very sorry. And, uh, yes, re- I, I I it did not suck for me either, and I understand that that is a place of privilege. I am well aware yeah. of that. Yeah, yeah but I'm also time. not going to sit here and lie to people. <laughs> uh-huh. I think it would be more of a dick thing to have like stolen yeah. valor for how hard it was. I have not hugged my mom in a year. Uh, that is, yeah. I've not seen her. Like there is some sadness to this, but yeah. for what I understand, people are going through way worse but but if you if you were if you are sad at all listen listen to my show i think that it's a a bright uh sunshiny fun time i think you will have a have a good time i i i, ch- I try to channel my love for for the muppets i think I, they have like a great sense of humor and sense of positivity that I feel like is infused i tried to infuse in this oh that's awesome that's wonderful i just went on a deep muppet uh Twitter thread rabbit hole yeah. the other night before bed. I was uh, right as the edibles were kicking in. I ended up like watch, watching like 40 minute long clips of old school Muppet. Like someone Dude. just, po- someone just posted this thread that was like the Muppets used to be kind of serious and it wasn't all goofy. And it was just oh. all these serious moments, not serious, like dramatic, but like, and don't be afraid to be yourself and like touching right, right, weird right. Grover yeah. songs and shit. And yeah. That's missing from TV in general, from like entertainment in general. And it would just hit me like a ton of bricks. It just, it just fucking Uh, unpacked me there. I highly suggest watching Kermit the Frog's Ted talk on creativity. Oh shit. That is in my wheelhouse. Yeah. I watched that the other day and I was, I was, it was awesome. It was so awesome. And, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, TED Talks are always already so good, but uh, Kermit the Frog (laughs) knows about creativity. I believe it. I love those guys. I love the fucking Muppets and those puppeteers. Weird old hippies doing art uh, always in my wheelhouse. I'm always a fan. (laughs) Well, check check all that shit out. I'm at Gabrus on all social media. Check out my other podcast, The Action Boys. If you're into action movies from the 70s, 80s, and 90s, we talk about them for longer than the runtime of their movie. It's not for everyone, arguably not for uh anyone uh it's not for everyone possibly not for anyone (laughs) that's amazing i love that do you talk about broken arrow ever we did a broken arrow episode of course i want to hear that (laughs) one of the best one of the best music stings in a movie ever is john travolta walking from the fucking canyon in broken arrow this the guitar riff is like it's it's wild and over the top (laughs) uh um and uh, so that's Action Boys uh, at actionboys.biz. And that's it. Bye, shitheads. That was a headgum podcast. 
in a part of the world where there are no rules. Holy shit. Holy shit, guys. Holy I'm so pumped. I definitely have not watched this since I rented it on VHS in 92. Strangers united by the threat of death. We got all the fucking major players. Seagal. Vladimir Putin is a good man. Arnold. Here, come. Give it to me. I need you to cream pie me now. Stallone. People are loving this movie. It's actually, it's got a lot of heart. You're mentally irregular. <laughs> now... Somewhere, somehow, body blow, body blow, body blow. someone's gonna pay. I would fucking love for my wife to like see me rip a guy's throat out. But they didn't count on one thing. This movie's fucking insane. It's right. how you know it's a good movie. You have to do almost all the work yourself to figure it out. Oh, there's a fantasy component. Yeah. There's some yeah. sword fighting. There's some lightning. Bam, 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 bam. There's a new game in town. You wake up after a few years, and then you don't even know who you are anymore. We're going to be making Terminators. <laughs> We're going to make a really great deal with the Xenomorphs. What? I don't hate them, but I pity the room. Yes, I understand. This is now the 20th ending of the movie. I am dark. I'm your dad. <laughs> Action, boys. Boys will be boys. Subscribe here for bonus content and more free stuff from behind the paywall. To get new episodes, become a patron at actionboys.biz. Do it. Do it. Come on. Do it now.